0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of the week. Again, we're watching something. We'll tell you what we're watching in case we, a little bit of emotion gets involved because <laughs> Jeff has a big bet. We're watching the NBA Finals, watching the Warriors take on the Raptors fourth quarter as as we're doing this broadcast.
1: Really, really fun. Talked to my son on the way down here. and uh, I don't know
0: why he even talks to you until after the game.
1: Oh, he loves it. He's trash shocking. By the way, great time yesterday at Egg Fest. Yes, and I love all the people that came up to him and found him and asked him, "Hey, did you get your dad's shirt yet?" Because <laughs> uh, he didn't—he was not a fan of that game at all. He goes, "What's up with that?" I go, "I may have mentioned it on the podcast." Ah, oh! it what's was great. Up, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. So he got a kick out of it. He—he liked—he uh, liked that game. Like he acknowledged that was a pretty good game that he unfortunately was on the wrong end of, but. Yeah, man, it's fun. It's it's Father's Day week. Early happy Father's Day to you, Dave, and all the other dads out there. You too. Yeah, thank you. I'll take it. It's uh, it's the best, man. But when you're involved in your kid's life, uh, every day is Father's Day. So, yeah, it's good.
0: You know, um, as far as your bet goes with your, your son right now, uh-huh. so he's watching this game. It's not like he has to get up early or he has no. a bedtime or anything like that. Like if this thing went whatever, four overtimes, your wife wouldn't say, hey, you got to go to bed.
1: No, I don't think she would. I hope she wouldn't. If she, I put it this way, Dave. If she did, I'd divorce her. <laughs> uh, no, she, she's cool. She's cool. She gets it, right? She knows it's his team. Yeah. But um, no, I don't know. I don't think so. But if they, look, it's going to be great because when the Raptors close this thing out, and they win it. I'm gonna ruin that little shit's life. I'm gonna ruin it <laughs> by reminding him every day that he's a goddamn big mouth. He's been a big mouth, and uh, and I'll remind him, and I'll wear that shirt anytime I know he's gonna be somewhere. Yeah. Brother, I'll wear that shirt <laughs> every time. Yeah. And what he? But see, here's the other plan. This is the other plan yeah, you're that a I. Dick. Yeah. Well, wait. You think I'm a dick now? Wait till you hear this fucking. Moment. Okay. What he doesn't know is he's buying me one but then I'm going to buy a second shirt. <laughs> so he's just going to look and be like, it's kind of like the old WWE yeah. when they had the two mask guys and they kept sliding in and out of the ring and they were like, wait, it should have been super destroyer one. No, that's two. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to have two shirts. I'm going to buy a second one that looks just like it. I'm just, and then in about a year, I'll let him know that I bought two of them.
0: That is funny as hell. You know, um, my my sister goes to Africa a lot now, okay? Yeah. She goes a, a few times a year.
1: Doing great work.
0: And so here's the deal. She sees shirts all the time Yes, of teams that we never see here. Oh, you I know? want one. <laughs> Could you imagine if you got one of the Warriors once? Yeah. And you wore that? He would freak the fuck out. How the hell did he get oh, that? Oh, I want that too. Yeah. I'll
1: make the donation. I know you can't get them. Yeah. I know they really put an embargo on those. Yeah.
0: But can you imagine? I mean, what what if you, all of a sudden? Twenty nineteen. What if I got you a nineteen ninety eight Padres World Series champion shirt? You know oh, what yeah. I, mean? I mean that so, would suck.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's would, a good point. That would suck. It would hurt even more. Yeah, yeah. That would uh, that would suck. Okay, I get it. You put it that way.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah. They've got
1: three. Yeah. You know, it's like my buddy was giving me shit today because I'm an LA Kings fan. He's a Sharks fan, and he's like, God, your Kings were rough. I go, yeah, you know what's cool, though? I go, every now and then for the Kings as an organization, when they have a bad day, all they have to do is look down at those two beautiful Stanley Cup championship rings or the trophies and remember back. You get it. Oh, I said, no, as a Sharks fan, you don't. (laughs) I mean, he's got three of them. What a dick, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got three. And as a Kings fan, uh, as a Twins fan, they have two. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you get it as a Dodger of fan, as a Raider fan. Yeah, Raider fan, th- absolutely. Yeah, as my time as a Raider fan, they only have one. Yes. But I was in high school, and I loved it. Um, when they have one, yeah, it changes everything. That's why you hope that San Diego at some point will get one. Although, Dave, I don't know, like, really, I don't know a more inept performance than the performance by Andy Green yesterday to leave Craig Stamen in, in in a game that you could win, for four consecutive guys, when today's an off day to travel, and you can get the bullpen healthy, I just, man, I like Andy as a guy. I know you like him as a guy. I just, I have to think as an organization, with the money invested in Machado, the money invested in that farm system, the entire thing, at some point you have to say is he the guy. Because you're all in on Preller. Yeah. You're all in. And you're all in on Machado and Hosmer and for whatever reason Myers. You're all in on him too. But at some point you have to look at it and go, what the hell are we doing with Andy Green? We are 500 team. Been a long, long time since this team was 500 uh, in mid-June. And I'll give Andy credit for that. And I get the fact that he's got a lot of young guys trying to figure it out, and he can only play the cards he's got, right? He could use help pitching. But Jesus Christ, kid. (laughs) Okay. A couple
0: things I have on on this game. I watched the game yesterday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Old number 34 didn't quite have it.
0: No, he did not. He didn't quite have it. It It was crazy. I mean, there are a couple crazy things that happened in that game. Just starting off with the pop fly that Kinsler dropped. Yep. Okay. Which is funny because you hear all the time, use two hands, use two hands. And I was like, what are two hands going to do? It's going to fucking drop. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That time, if he would have used two hands, he would have caught the ball. Right. You know, he had time to grab it with the other hand, but he had it down next to his hip. By the way, we're watching Kawhi Leonard put on a show had that is un-fucking shit, believable. Had not right done <laughs> shit for three
1: and a half quarters. And all of a sudden, he cannot miss. Um, um
0: Just absolutely insane. So happy that the guy went to San Diego State. Um, But but Kinsler drops the ball, and then, of course, turn ends up on second. They end up scoring. That's a run right there. Padres in the game, 1-1. Again, you have a chance to win the series, and then everything hits the shits, right? Yeah. Home run, home run, home run, home run. The Nationals become the first team to do it twice. Hit four home runs Fuck. in a row. The deal is it was on seven fucking pitches. So right. It's okay. <laughs> but for Andy Green... What can you do? You can't warm somebody up that fast. You didn't see the house catch on a fire all of a sudden. Got I mean, it. what are you going to do? You had no one to go to. How
1: about, how about you fucking do what we talked fake about? Fake an injury. Well, no, <laughs> not fake an injury. How about what we talked about last week, which is throw a fucking pitch outside. Like, yeah. slow down. Yeah. Maybe we stop calling for the fucking one. The onesie <laughs> down the middle. Huh? <laughs> what do you think about that little fucking bit of advice, Darren Ballsley? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ I was just like I was just sitting with my kid And I tweeted out Were you watching it live? Yeah I was okay. watching it live I, My son and I were We went to lunch Yeah And we were tweeting it out And I go uh, Hey Hey Andy uh, You may want to Fucking get out there kid All number 34 Doesn't write it happen But no chance He gives up four in a row Then I hit send And fucking There goes number four <laughs> I go, shit. God dang it.
0: Aren't you to the point, two things about Andy Green. Aren't you to the point where, what does Andy Green actually do? Meaning that every manager in baseball is told what to do by the, by the higher-ups. Not meaning Ron Fowler. What I'm saying is, we all know there's a team of computer nerds that tell every manager what to do. The days of Sparky Anderson or Earl Weaver managing off a of field are long gone. Every manager yeah. who walks into their office... The lineup card is out. And we've told you this before because we've heard it from managers. Right. They show the manager on TV. Behind him, there's that hallway where guys go down in the clubhouse. There are three guys sitting there on their computers. Some little asshole. Yeah, telling him, hey, here's the guy you're getting ready to warm up. Here's the guy you're getting ready to pinch hit. Here's when you're going to do your double switches. They're telling you what to do. You're just the front man for the decisions of what the computer tells you to do. He's
1: goddamn millie Vanilli. <laughs> he is. He's. A and milli- he wanted to blame it on the rain yesterday, but he
0: couldn't. <laughs> Now, wouldn't you sit there and say, with Andy, Andy's here as the car's getting tuned up. But when it's time for that car to cross the finish line, we know it's going to be a different driver, right? We know it's going to be someone, whether it's a Joe Girardi or Rod Bross, it's going to be somebody different. That'll be the guy holding that World Series trophy. Mark,
1: how about this? How about this shit? I just figured it out right now. Hey, I'll tell you the other thing. I didn't hear it, but reading the quote today... And, I'll, and I want to go back and hear it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure I'm thrilled with Andy's reaction to Padre Twitter. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve ahead. judgment. He said the way I read it, yeah. and again, I didn't, I didn't hear the interview, so I haven't heard the tone. But the way it read was that he felt that it was kind of unfortunate that a small group spoke for the entire fan base. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, uh, look, man shush out of you, all right? Shush. Zip Sh- <Sipic>. What's
0: the last time I told, him, told you shush?
1: I don't know, but he's a little fella, and I just told him, shush it. You're lucky you're here. Me? Not or him. Both of you. So <laughs> I'm getting run over by
0: Padre Twitter on a regular basis. Well, I'm you with, should. You're I'm a with dickhead. Andy.
1: But Let me tell you something. No, I'll let you, you. son of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. You don't know. You just throw Shut gas. Up. You literally walk by and just throw gas and keep walking. I do. But... Hey, I'll get to that yes. in a second for Andy, but I just, Dave, I don't know, man. Like, who's the next guy gonna be? And and I, I just, I think at some point we have to look at it. All of us need to take this. It's obvious that Ron Fowler listens to us as a fan base, and it may just have to be time to slide Andy out. But for all of you on Padres Twitter that hate this next guy, yeah. What the fuck are you... I'd say be real careful what you wish for because what if out of nowhere they named Mark Sweeney, manager of this team? I told you. What will Corey Stewart do? <laughs> lose his shit. He will lose his shit. He won't even be able to go to the drag show. <laughs> what
0: about... Honestly, what about Joe Girardi? Uh,
1: I don't know that Joe Girardi has the personality that AJ's looking for. I think Barajas would be the guy.
0: See, we said Barajas when they brought him in, that Barajas would be a good guy, but... The reason I say Joe, Joe's already won, number one, he's won a World Series. Okay. Yeah. Two is, he. remember with the Marlins, he got blown out after he won, like, Manager of the Year? Right. And he got blown out. Like, everyone, oh, man, this guy's tough. I almost wonder if Preller thinks it would be too hard to work with a guy like Joe Girardi. Yeah,
1: because Joe Girardi's a guy
0: that's— He's going to think he knows it all, right? Yeah, I'm,
1: it's exactly—yeah. I mean, Dave, honestly, it, it's probably, I mean, on a much different way— the way we talk about going back to work for program directors. I don't want to go back and work for somebody that's going to tell me how to do it when they've never done it. Yeah. And believe me, I'm not putting our radio career up against Joe Girardi's manager career. Joe's had great success. I'm just saying I know what they, why they talk about shit like that. Because you go, yeah, I don't want to listen to this little twerp. Yeah. What's he going to tell me? No, I don't know. But, but a guy like Barajas... Yeah, that may be the right fit. I just, Dave, that was terrible yesterday. I mean, that is just terrible when that happens. And uh, shit, man, you got to you gotta expect the unexpected, right? And giving up four home runs to close out the homestand.
0: It was really disappointing. They really needed that win yesterday. And yeah. the way it started off where they were going the Perdomo and you're going against Strasburg, you're going, there's no chance, right? Right. But you, there was a chance. All right. of a sudden, the Padres the are doing game. fine. Yep.
1: Yeah, it just bad look, and then if uh, I haven't heard it, so shockingly, before I lose my mind, yeah, uh, I am very loyal to Padre Twitter. I'm very loyal, and the answer for that is, listen, it has been a struggle around here for baseball wise for for too long, and right now we're gonna take every fan we want. And if some are more vocal than others, doesn't matter. We love every one of them because they love us. They love the Padres. And you know what? It's okay to have a little bit of grit on our side. It's okay to be the bad guy. We've been the nice guy for too long. It doesn't hurt to change the mojo here a little bit. And if we got fan bases that are rattled by what we're doing, I say go for it.
0: Okay, one of the things about Padres Twitter, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Right now, you th- there's a club, right? You're part yeah. of Padres Twitter right now. Here I you are love it. We're a gang. It's a gang. So yeah. as people jump in, do you welcome people into Padres Twitter? Sure. My or, buddy Jimmy
1: or, Hughes jumped in the other day.
0: And is he accepted? Are people going? All right, you're in. What does he have a name, or is he just Jimmy Hughes?
1: He's. Uh, I think he's just James Hughes, but okay. he just is excited and watched from the outside. My opinion
0: is... My thing is, will Padres Twitter freak out when the team starts becoming... Let, let's say that the Padres have a year like the Dodgers are right now. Okay. Where they're already running away with the division in June where they have a 12-game lead. Okay. Right. Padres Twitter, do they get upset? Like, where the fuck were you four years ago? Or are they like, oh, welcome on in?
1: You know what, Dave? I would be in the category that could tell people that. Fuck that. Look, man. For all of us that have stayed loyal to this team, some of us a lot longer than others. I think before we judge anybody else, we should judge ourselves. What the fuck were we doing? Why the fuck were we buying tickets to go watch this shitty team? Thank you. Couldn't right? agree more. Right. Yes. So, so right now, as is, now, but I will say in the same breath, understand that while we may be San Diego, and while it may be the Padres. There will be people there that are ready to check you. If you come in, you're like, hey, man, this is really cool. I haven't really paid attention to Padre Baseball. I've lived here a long time, but it was it's really fun. It's great. Um, that's cool. I would compare it to the fact that, whatever it's been, six weeks ago, Yeah. I stood out in the cold in Toronto on a cold, rainy night, stood in the middle of Jurassic Park, and had a great time. I don't claim to go back to when... Del Curry was on the team, or anybody, Vince Carter. No, but for that night and for this season and this series, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. I would say the same thing. If you have that attitude of, yeah, you know what? They, I've never really paid much attention. Yeah, but I like the excitement that's going on in our hometown, and I want to be a part of it. And I'm checking it out. Fuck yeah, you're gonna be welcome. We're gonna love to have you. It's one more person wearing the right colors. And not wearing a Giants jersey or a Dodger jersey. But if you come in and you start acting like you've been a fan forever, we're probably going to tell you, sit the fuck down.
0: All right, so who's the leader on Padres Twitter? Who's the oh. guy that gets the final judge? I think that that's a big one. There, if there's a board of directors on Padres Twitter.
1: Uh, you know who I'm going to vote in right now? Go ahead. I'm going to vote in Geekster. Really?
0: Why not? Are you just doing it because a fan favorite or you think she controls the room?
1: well, I don't know that she controls the room, but she should be the one we all look to. We should look to her. We should look to, like, the, the women in the group, right? Because the guys in the group, we're all putting our hands under our armpit, making that noise, right? See, Geek's sure
0: reminds me just of the mother of the group. Yeah, like those are my boys. They're a bunch of fuck offs in the street. <laughs> right, but I'm gonna make them dinner when they come back inside. Right,
1: she loves all of us.
0: See, I say, I say it's Eric. I say it's miserable Padre fan. To me, is is well, the, the leader of the group.
1: I I endorse him being on the board. I think if we vote him in president, he may fucking just get nervous and take a piss on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it. I love the kid. Yeah. He's my man. He's family. All those guys, like H.J. Preller. I want to, I would like to put a vote in for H.J. Now, I personally laughed the other day when he has Trump holding up the thing, but it's a picture saying, Tatis makes me come. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I laugh at it. I go, God damn, how's he do that? It's so funny. It looks like Trump true that Tatis makes him come. And I go, shit, how does he do that? Um, but we probably, I don't know. He may just be one of those guys, you know, other investors.
0: Yes. I Listen. look at this in the way. It, how about Gavin? Gavin would be great. Gavin's at the top. Gavin's at the top. The reason I say miserable Padre fan, it seems like he gets the biggest reactions. When you look at how people respond to things. Whether it's retweets or likes, it seems like he gets the biggest reaction out of those guys. That's why I just mentioned his name. But it's funny. I'll throw a guy at you that is on the outside, even though he is yeah. really part of the group. Yeah. But no one ever wants him part of the team. It's yeah. It's Mickey Coke.
1: Now that's a funny one too because I like Mick. He I like him a lot. I don't know, but I don't know enough about that backstory about why there is so much turmoil yeah. with him. Like and and I don't know if Mick brings it on himself in the eyes of the people. Uh believe me. I love all the I love the both sides of that fence. I've never had any issues with Mick, but no. I've never had any issues with the people that get into it with Mick. So, I don't I don't know, Dave, there's yeah, he's but I would just say for anybody Like, for me, Mick's a fan, man. Like, Mick loves his team. Sure does. Like, all of you love this team. So, like, Dave loves the Dodgers. So, if we're going to fucking hate Dave, that's fine. Dave's a douche. But, but Mick at least loves our team. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have, I don't know where that all came from. But there's like, there's like some pretty deep rooted shit with yeah. people with Mick. And I nobody needs to send me screenshots tomorrow. Yeah, please don't. I'm not that invested. <laughs> I I just I like him but I like all of you guys too. So I I don't really get it. I just say all that shit I just stay the fuck out of. I, I don't it doesn't do me any good to get in the middle of it. No,
0: I can't figure. I always try and forget the different different dynamic of the way things are with that group of Padres Twitter. They are interesting. We told you last week They'll lead you up. If you aren't ready for it, they're gonna get you, especially like during interleague play when you're not that familiar with the Padres. Yeah. Oh my God, it's on. You don't wanna be on the other side. They're gonna it's they're right. gonna jump you before you know what happens.
1: But I, I again I wanna listen to it, but I really hope that nobody in that organization doesn't fully embrace this wave that is going on right now. Cause it is goddamn great. It's great. Man, I have put up with more shit. Being a Padre fan, as so many of you have, believe me, I'm not acting like I'm the only one out there. I know every one of you has been through it, too. And to have this team and this fan base and so many people that I consider friends right in the middle of it, rattling cages, getting people genuinely pissed off when I know all of you are great, God damn, I think it's the best. I just think it's the best. And uh, I think that is shit. <laughs> But I think everything else is the best.
0: (laughs) Just saying that. Here we go. Warriors win 106-105, which you're aware by now. But it was funny. They came down to the Raptors. We're going to go back to what you're saying in a second. The Raptors had the final shot, okay? Yeah, terrible. We all knew it was going to be Kawhi. Yeah. They put Klay Thompson on him, who's one of the best defenders in the league. And you go, well, who else could possibly shoot if it's not Kawhi? And he gave it up to Kyle Lowry, who literally, I think, shot the ball behind the basket. It looked like
1: it. Yeah. God, he's wide open, too.
0: Yep. Could oh, have been my. a hero to win the uh, to win the championship.
1: Oh my God, Dave, that's right. Yep. boy, that is as bad a shot. Like that looks like, <laughs> wow. Make but, it rain. Make yeah. it rain.
0: Oh, holy shit! There you go. So Durant's out. By the way, he's out for yeah. the rest of this series. Do you think uh, Raptors win it on the road?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's funny when you see and and I understand it because. If I hadn't been there, yeah. or if I didn't have a son invested in the Warriors, I don't know how much I'm paying attention to this. But this has been a really enjoyable series. It sure has. Two really good teams that I've enjoyed a lot. So um yeah, I think it comes back for game seven on, on Father's Day. But boy, Kawhi was terrible in the first half, really couldn't get it figured out. And then uh and then you'll have to see what happens, but Golden State, shit, can they win two more? Well, this is one a big one tonight. It'll
0: be really tough to do. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, Pondres, though, Twitter. It's interesting. A couple things I have to say about it. One is it has turned vicious at, on me. Okay, I was called a couple things today. That yeah. That one made me laugh, and one was like, dude, I think we're past that point. Right. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: I saw that idiot.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I was like, you say whatever you want to me, but I'm like, dude, there are people watching. I mean, put it this way I will tell you right now, in today's day and age, just a a fair warning to you, you don't want your family seeing that. You don't want to see uh, your employer? Your employer, man.
1: You're a moron.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're crazy to sit there and write stuff, whether it's racial or, or, you know, homophobic. It's ridiculous. This guy said,
1: Dave's a fag. Yeah, there was a guy on there who's such a uh, by the way, looking at the guy looks like he's 49 pounds and we'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, like we honestly we will beat the shit out of you like and it's not because of anything saying to Dave. We'll beat the shit out of you on behalf of Geekster or anybody else that you're insulting using a gay slur.
0: You know, it's funny. said that. that's who I, I was embarrassed when I saw right. it because of that. I was thinking right. Geekster's reading this right now.
1: Two guys that live five doors down from my son's yep. married couple um in 11 years that my family lived next to him they were never anything but incredibly nice to my family always did anything and you're ripping them yeah so big mouth we'll we'll beat the fucking shit out of you if you say shit like that like i'm telling you there are a lot of twitter cowboys luckily we don't have too many of them yeah that really don't come down but yeah the fuck? Fuck you. You little. Po- and I don't know if he thought he was being funny, but he wasn't. But he
0: didn't take it down. It's funny. I think there are people that gave him a, a chance to take it down and go, hey, this is all fun and games. Well, and I don't know him. So I don't, I don't know either. He but may, it, he but may honestly, been- when I saw it, I'm like, dude, you really do want to take this down. This yeah. is one of those you're making a mistake. And I think people were trying to say, dude, we love ripping Dave. I love when you guys rip me too. I, I, I find it fascinating that you get that upset. You get that kind of reaction, especially what we do for a living and do when we. You should yeah. take calls to go. You know, if you can get a reaction, that's great. But I was like, dude, you, you kind of messed that up for yourself. That right there where you go, wow. The one I did laugh at, I was called the Woat today. The what? The worst of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that one made me laugh. That,
1: see, that's good. Yeah, who that, called you that? I
0: don't remember who called me the WOT. Um,
1: W-O-A-T?
0: W-O-A-T. Like, instead of the goat, I'm the Woat. So that made me laugh. But it, it's funny as shit. How things go back and forth, and right when things start to cool down, fucking here you come with the blowtorch, and I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker. What did I do? There's always something. There's always something. You, you drill me, and then it's just on. Well, if Jeff gets on him now, it's now okay it's good then. Time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like almost like you drop the the, the starting flag or or, right. or shoot the pistol off at, at the, the Indy 500 or whatever well, it is they start the race
1: because with. I have no time for you acting like you're a Padre fan because you're not. I'm a baseball fan. Why right. do we make excuses Fine.
0: for guys not hustling? Admit it. When Trey Turner ended up on second oh, base. Oh, fuck Trey Turner. Oh, don't Wait, start safe. I just said it. Nobody was a bigger Trey Turner fan when they had him in a Padre organization than you. Great.
1: But then you True. write, this is why you are a fucking dumb shit. Oh, I'm not a dumb shit.
0: <laughs> what was that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because you write, oh, San Diego could have had Trey Turner. But I guess everybody's fine with them having Ian Kinsler, which means you completely skip over the fact that they have Fernando Tatis Jr. Ian Kinsler doesn't play shortstop. And by the way, I like Trey Turner. Fun guy to watch. I love watching Fernando Tatis Jr. So we're fine at the shortstop position. You wish Trey Turner. How many
0: shortstops did you have to get until you got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.? 11? Yeah. Alexis Ramirez is like, remember me?
1: Remember me? Uh, but yeah, but when you write that, you yeah. just go, "Ah, it's a fucking douche tweet." I'm going to hit send on.
0: But he hustled. He made it to second base on a routine so fly ball. So did Tatis. Ball. Yeah. Okay. Now look here. Here's one to bring up about Tatis. Tatis suffered from a hamstring injury that kept him out about six weeks. Yep. He has a pass, in my opinion, of not running one out. We don't want to have him tear that thing and be out for a year. Just like. As I said before, Justin Turner has the same kind of injury. He doesn't run like he should. He doesn't score from second base because they don't want to lose him for the next you know, six weeks to a year. Whereas if Tatis tears it, that's the last thing you want. And Tatis is such an outstanding talent and such a different team when he's in the lineup that you don't want to see him blow it out. I'm 100% fine with him not giving 100% because of that hamstring. Not me. You want to see him just, just go all out on, yes, on a routine that's ball? That's
1: how you got to play, Dave. You can't play the game scared.
0: Oh, boy. You ever tear a hamstring? It's the worst. I
1: fucking blew on ACL, and I was out kicking four-yard field goals <laughs> nine years later.
0: <laughs> for which NFL team?
1: <laughs> fucking strike force for Grossman. <laughs> um, but no, man. I just... Uh, the whole shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was all recapped. We're not going to be here late tonight. It's already fucking late. I'm pissed. I got to listen to my punk kid tomorrow. Um, Today, today was <laughs> the launch. Don't answer the phone. It's in a voicemail it. every time. Block his number until today Sunday. Was the, today was the debut of Ben and Woods on ninety seven three. How much did you mm-hmm. hear?
0: I caught the very first, uh, as the first segment. I mean, at I, five. I, I, yeah, why I,
1: were you up at five?
0: Because I leave the house at four fifty to go to work. God. Yeah, I'm, I'm up at three fifty every morning, and then at four fifty, I'm in the car. Jesus. So I, I, I flip it on. It was okay. ridiculous. What? Okay, so at five o'clock, all right, here's Woods complaining already. (laughs) What was he complaining about? Lightner's like, dude, calm the fuck down. Oh, I'm jet lagged. Oh, I don't feel good. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I walked in the wrong studio. And I'm like, you walked in the wrong studio? You know, because he worked at 94.9? Oh, shit. Hold on, dude. I literally text him. Did you work in that building before? No. It was in a different building. Then how the fuck do you walk in the wrong studio? Worst fucking bullshit made up radio bit of all fucking time. That's the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. That's like Jeff's ex-wife moving and then walking into her house and saying, oh, I thought I lived here. I forgot. Right. You never lived in that fucking house. Right. Dipshit. God, you fucker. And I'm like, if I didn't know you, I swear to God, I'd change the station and never turn back again because you're fucking phony. I mean, fucking crazy. And then I flip over to that dipshit Costa.
1: What's he doing? He's giving Sleeping away. Sleeping in at five o'clock. He's he doesn't give... have to come in. He's got a real show. They he... start at six.
0: He starts to show at six by giving away Lieutenant Dan Band singing tickets. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? From Forrest Gump, which came out. Gary tw- Sinise? Yes, the Gary Sinise Band. 25 years ago. That's their big giveaway.
1: Where were the fuck were they playing? Brick by brick? <laughs> I <laughs> have
0: no fucking idea. And and I, so I write to Woods. I go, you better have good stuff in the prize closet because this fucking idiot's giving away Lieutenant band, Lieutenant Dan band tickets. Fuck it. And I'm like, this fucking guy, dude. Brian Long does nothing to help out that fucking show. I mean, you're going against a show that's already been kicking your ass in the ratings for a year. You know today is their opening day. God dang it.
1: Dave Smiley's like, that's a bad relaunch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm
0: jet lagged. I had it's a st- real thing. I had Stern. How many on- times did you hear that today? Did uh, you listen to the show? You
1: didn't tell me if you listened. Well, I heard part of it. I had Bill Maher on for Stern, and then I come over and listen. I don't know how it happened. I don't know the whole thing, but at 7:45 in the morning yep. on a commute, you cannot have the fucking guy from the Seals on. You can't. It's day one. I understand Steve did fucking PA for them. But as soon as I hear them talking about lacrosse and how they hate it, I was out. Wait, isn't the season over? Yes. Why would you do that? Well, I think the guy called in to congratulate them, which is great. But that's where you go, hey, you know what, man? It's day one. Yeah. And I'll let them know you called. It's perfect. Yeah. Not 745. Fuck, you're on from 5 a.m. to 1. Put him on, or whatever fucking time you get off the air. Put him on at twelve fifty. I don't care. I'm sure he's a great guy, and they're great, and everything else is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that you changed the station? Yeah, I know. I don't give a fuck about lacrosse. I went out there; I had a great time. The seals yeah. were really fun. But there's a bunch of things. I went out to barbecue fest yesterday. I had a blast there. Yeah. I don't need to listen to to any of those guys calling in, giving a recap. Oh my God. Like, there's shit that you really enjoy as an activity, and lacrosse was great. I yeah. would go, believe me, I'm not ripping the seals. But it's 7.45 in the morning when you're day one, in my opinion, I, that guy doesn't get on the air. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And stop talking about your former station. I heard him, like, three, oh, you know, when we were at the form. no, fuck, dude, put it in the rear view mirror, move yeah. on. Everybody else has fucking moved on. Stop talking about it. <laughs> like, it, it's just, you can't do that. But for me, here's the thing. Yeah. I only listened to a few minutes today, but here's why. Everybody, everybody, starting with this shit show, has a miserable day one. Yeah. Day ones are really tough. You're, fuck, the alarm goes off. You're nervous. People are watching. You just, you're, you're overcompensating for everything. What's going to happen with those dudes, because they're good and they're and they have a really strong chemistry and they're good, is I would think by next Monday. Yeah. Fuck. By next Monday, it's going to be back to the show that I yep. want to hear and they'll be fine. But yeah, but I would just tell them, stop talking about your old station. Nobody gives a shit. Stop doing that. Move you, on. You know, but, yeah. But by next Monday, they'll be right back in the groove. We won't have to hear fucking Mount Rush more. We won't have to hear <laughs> shit about a fritter, and, and Steve and Ben will do what they do, which will be in a groove, and it'll be good. But, yeah, that was my only complaint today.
0: You know what's funny is uh, Trevor Hoffman came on as their first I didn't guest. get to
1: hear that. How okay. was? I mean, I'm sure it was great. Well, Trevor's Trevor.
0: You yep. know what I mean? I mean, Trevor's the most popular San Diego athlete right now currently in San Diego. Of course. So everybody loves Trevor. There's not a person out there that thinks Trevor's a bad guy or doesn't want to hear Trevor on the radio. And that's a, cu- a
1: great first guest. Of
0: course it is. And it's also the Padre station. Makes all the sure. sense in the world. I know they had Andy Green on as well. That I will be honest. I didn't hear Andy Green. I did plan on listening. Something happened. But Trevor wraps it up the same way he does with us, the way he does with everybody. And next time I see him, I'm going to ask him, what the fuck do you listen to? All right, guys. Love listening to you. Talk to you next time. And I'm like, fuck, he drops that shit every time. But he, I, I love but, listening to you. I I'm wonder... sure he does. For well, those guys, no. Steven
1: Ben were on ten nine. But he used to
0: drop that on us, too. Well, we were
1: on the air at that time.
0: And I'm trying to think, was he listening? Yeah, now, I wonder if friends. I ask him straight out, hey, were you ever fucking really listening outside when you used to throw baseballs at us at the ballpark? Yeah. Or was that just your go-to line?
1: No, he's friends with, I mean, I would think up and down, Steven Ben, has known those dudes for a long time. Um, ben maybe a little longer than Steve, but he's known him. Darren, I'm sure. Yeah, right. You and I has known shit, <sighs> Jesus, 20... forever since he's been here. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, I I mean, how many different? So if I'm on with Steve and Ben, and I say love listening to you guys. I wonder if he does listen to sports radio. And then, like the other guys, I just I don't hear a lot, but I'm I'm sincerely glad those guys are back, man. It'll be nice. It'll, it'll be nice. I don't hear 1360 much because I'm just out of the routine yeah. of going to 1360. I forget it. But those two fuckers do make me laugh. Judd and Mike make me laugh because Judd and Mike are the two guys that know they're, they're on the Forgotten Station. And they were doing shit. Like, they've been friends for so long. They have kind of. They just have they look out for each other like they're legit really good buddies, but the the difference between Judd and Mike is they'll rip the fuck out of each other, and Ben's not gonna rip Steve. No, like Ben's just too nice a guy. Ben's just such a good dude, he's not gonna rip anybody. But Judd, like Judd, is so much better with Mike than he was Nick, because he can just rip the fuck out of Mike, and Mike will just take his beating. You know what's
0: funny, man? As you said, those guys have known each other such a long time. The first time around when those guys were working together in the afternoon,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I used to think, well, Mike's just Mike. Mike mm-hmm. knows this is this is a job, and, and when it's over, it's over, and I'm yeah. going to have a good time while I'm here. Judd always struck me as the guy is, I want a serious broadcast career. Don't fuck this up for me, Mike. <laughs> and now I look at it and listen to it now, and Judd looks like he's all in, and fuck it, I'm just going to yeah. be here for the ride too because – he won't say this out loud, but he might be looking and going, The ratings for the station fucking suck. The finances for the station yeah. fucking suck. And it could end on Friday. You yeah. know what I mean? So I might as well I'm gonna enjoy I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this ride for as long as it lasts. And I'm just going to have a good time. Because right now, it seems like Judd's having fun.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They were doing something. Um, fuck, I don't know what they were doing. They were, I, I just, I can't remember the bit, but it was last week. And yeah, you just heard two guys that I like a lot that we've been buddies with for a long time. And admittedly, I haven't just because I got out of the habit of listening to 1360 when we left. And uh, and I don't I, I love Steve and Hard work's a good dude. I just don't listen to those shows. I yeah. just don't go to those shows. I just I don't really look to those guys for their insight on anything going on in our community. But. But Mike and Judd for me are different, and yeah, they just genuinely make me laugh. So I, I can't say I tune in every day, but I do like it when I'm there.
0: When you don't hear uh, like guys like Darren, Darren needs to be part of your everyday listen. Yeah. Do you miss not hearing Darren, or are you just get used to something else at that I, time of the day?
1: I think you just get used to it because for me, I'm a I'm a SiriusXM guy. Yeah. And I'm a Stern guy, and and it's the benefit. It's the podcast world. I can hear Stern, like I didn't leave my office at all today. I was in the office 8, whatever time, 10 to 8 till 10 after 5. We were in there all day, never walked out. So usually I would be out at noon and get Darren's show or 12.30, 1 o'clock, something like that, and get a part of it. But the problem is, too, like Darren's show being off yeah. has had a trickle-down effect because I used to go listen to John and Steve on 710... And I don't really listen to them anymore oh, either. Yeah. It's kind of a drag, man. It's impacted everything. But a lot of change. Yeah, it's just change all around. But there's really nothing going on. That's why the 1090 thing that Kaplan talked about, I find really fascinating, Dave, is that if 1090 was to ever come back, 1090 would have to be a Southern California sports station. And... You just you couldn't have any of the secondary teams have an impact. Yeah. With all due respect to the gulls, the soccers, um, the seals, right? USD. USD shit. Uh, um, you, you know, just, it's
0: interesting that you say that. There's some people will get their feelings really hurt and say... I couldn't care less. Yeah. It's
1: a business. And that's you have what, to pay that's the exactly life, what I was going to say.
0: And look, yeah. you, everybody has seen, you can say whatever you want, whatever your feelings might be. If Scott pulls us off, this is a huge gamble on, on Scott. Yeah, yeah. And not to say for himself, but everyone else that every, to remember everybody he brings in, he's making a commitment to that person and their family saying, this is the way to go. I'm asking you to leave a job or, or basically believe in me and your family to believe in me because this is going to be a future. Now, if it works out financially, could be great for Scott, and he deserves it. He took the big risk. Sure. If it doesn't work out, there's no one that's going to feel worse than than Scott. Not yeah. only just financially, but also the fact that he let people down because it wasn't able to make it work. But you, everybody saw that it didn't work the way 1090 was running it, and that was killing it in the ratings. The only way to go about it, you're absolutely right, with that signal, is to become a Southern California powerhouse.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to jump up and down and be rah-rah for the Angels or the Ducks or the Clippers. You just have to tell the fucking story. Yeah. And the Clippers will be relevant all summer. If
0: the Clippers get Kawhi and let's say they they got, well, well, though, Kyrie. You know, let's say some. the Clippers are the story. You're crazy not to talk about it.
1: The Lakers are always relevant. There's always something going on. Padres today would have been relevant because of what happened yesterday. Yep. Um, Dodgers are relevant, right? But then... To me, Dave, I, I kind of look at it, What I and, and we've talked about it with Scott. I think Scott has kind of a vision for it. Anybody who has subscribed to The Athletic, do you get The Athletic? I
0: don't. Everyone says it's fantastic.
1: The Athletic's pretty cool. And what I like about their business plan is I can select the teams that I follow. So on the app on my phone, right, I mean, I have – 10 or 11 teams that I follow from the Padres to uh, I still get charger news. I'm not a fan, but I'm always interested what they're doing, but it's angels, Padres twins. It's it's Kings and ducks, right? Lakers, Timberwolves, Clippers. And then you also get the best from the national perspective, whether it's Ken Rosenthal Lance Pugmire just went over there to oversee their boxing coverage. Like, they're growing. I kind of look at the national, or I'm sorry, the athletic business plan would be the right business plan for 1090. Yeah. Make sure that you get coverage of your particular teams and make sure you get it, but give you everything else that you didn't know you needed. And all of a sudden, it's going to change the game. Yeah. So that if the head coach from one of the teams I mentioned is on one of the other stations, you're going to say, well, I know that guy will never be on 1090 because 1090 is going to think big. I I just feel like the two local stations that are left, they don't think big. Hank Bauer, Hank and I had so many laps around the track when I first started, but Hank put a, a bug in my ear that I, never got rid of and I'm so thankful he did which was think big man Run KFMB we're a 50,000 watt station we cover the state of California we may be here in Kearney Mesa but people are hearing us all over think big and right now I don't feel like the other two have that vision yet they may Um, but I know that's what Scott wants to do I know it's the only way that Darren would come back so we'll see what happens are you willing to concede Landon Donovan nope Never.
0: <laughs> Never. Are you
1: going to be Craig Elston on? Nope. <laughs> love him. No, you know what, Dave? I take that back. Elston's so great on baseball. He's so great on baseball and as a Padre guy. And I love Craig's sense of humor. Craig's sense of humor is one that I enjoy a lot. Yes, I will bring Elston up. Okay. I I scratched that. I immediately blurted it out, only thinking of Craig as an announcer for one of the local teams, thinking, nah, I don't think that. And in that area, no. But Craig coming on, talking baseball, and just hanging out and having laughs, yeah, absolutely. And Craig would be a part of it. Kaplan knows he's really talented.
0: All right. So, again, we'll find out what's happening. Hopefully, just around the corner, we'll have some information for you on what Kaplan's doing, but we know he's working his ass off. Good for him, man. Yep.
1: Good for him. Uh, I mean, he's the one that got after it. Did you see Browner and Billy Ray almost get in a fight last week? No. Let's hear this. Um, boy, Billy Ray got heated because the play when Kyle Lowry went into the stands, Yes. and the owner, Mark Stevens, yes. for the Warriors pushed him Billy Ray said that if he was at a game and somebody came into the stands and came over Kimberly like that, he would punch the player. That's what Billy Ray claimed. And Browner was like, you're ridiculous. Yeah. And so then, but what was where it got heated was Browner said, you think you're an old man, Billy Ray? No way. You think you got any chance against Kyle Lowry? And I would have been like, yes, I do. Billy Ray, I would have just shook his hand to death. <laughs> <that's> god damn! <laughs> like I was like JB, what the fuck? And so then Billy Ray said, "Do you think you could take me?" And Browner said, "Yeah." Oh my god! Oh my god! And what's Billy, and Billy, I'm Jesus. like, dude, what's he doing? And Kaplan's like, whoa! And Billy Ray got that look in his eye. Yeah, dude. Why
0: would he? Why would he do that? JB, yes,
1: Johnny. <laughs> He's a fucking maniac. I don't know, dude. Br is yoked, right? Br got heated, like, like yeah. Well, I, dude,
0: I would too if somebody said I think he could take me. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's uh, an NFL All-Pro linebacker.
1: Yeah, but but John was like, John said to Br, uh, he goes, "You're an old man. This guy's a a pro athlete." I'm like, that fucking guy's a pro athlete. I'm. So, I get Br's retired. Yes, but Br didn't fucking work at uh, at Quiznos. look when we wait
0: a second here okay hold on so it's the argument is could br isn't that he could take kyle lowry could he take brown
1: it started with could br take kyle lowry and then br said oh well you're younger than me do you think you can take me and johnny browner said yeah oh fuck
0: oh fuck how uncomfortable is that room for kaplan for everybody for Linda Welby. How uncomfortable was that room.
1: I didn't see where she was. Holy shit. Kaplan Kaplan, I know the battle he was fighting in his head, which is this is great radio, but if BR gets up and yeah. goes whack-a-mole, I'm losing everything. Yeah. Jason yeah. Finley's gonna run no, me down the say. river.
0: Kick you right out of Carl's bed forever.
1: I'm gonna be floating down the lazy river out at Harris for the rest of my life. Listen to <laughs> Huey Lewis records. Um well, they got everything calmed down. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Rogers. How did they calm that down?
0: I want to know, how, how did he
1: put the fire out? Uh, Kaplan started talking about something. And Holy then shit.
0: They, Dude, let
1: me tell you, BR
0: is 100% wrong, by the way. If somebody jumped in the crowd, that's right. your fault for buying those tickets front row.
1: Well, that's what that was the point that JB yeah. was trying to make. And then JB's like, yeah, after the show on the parking lot. Like, I'm not fighting you in here. I got things to do. Johnny Brown is like, so nervous right now. I I'll, tell I'll tell
0: it's Johnny Browner. He's like 6'5". He's a big dude. But dude, for, fuck that. No, that's a big mistake.
1: Yeah. BR got BR, those yeah, fingers jacked up for a reason.
0: Dude, he hasn't gone to shit. He's not Earl Campbell in a goddamn wheelchair. Right. He's still going to grab you with his left hand and hold your neck while he punches you in the fucking face. Stupid.
1: Like a vice. He has no <laughs> chance.
0: He has no chance. Right. Browner has no chance.
1: And what's Kaplan gonna do?
0: Oh nothing. He's just gonna sit there and throw pull water out, on him, pull his phone out, this video and put it on YouTube.
1: Tase him. Capitalize on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Down goes Browner.
1: <laughs> sell it to thirty second fights. Yeah,
0: sell it to thirty second
1: <laughs> or
2: world,
0: world Star. World
1: Star. Those are the dudes I was saying. Kaplan just yelling in the background. He's Johnny's just getting turned into egg salad. Staff just yelling, Wilt star! <laughs> Billy Ray says, ah! Oh. Ah! Oh.
2: God,
0: Scott! And <laughs> <laughs> then after he beat him up, he'd look at Scott and say, I quit. I can't. quit. I don't want to be part of the show anymore, Scott.
1: Yeah. After he just throws Browner right through the set, Scott just sitting there, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he just broke my side head sign. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy <laughs> BR got heated, man He did, he didn't like it Johnny didn't give a shit But Johnny's worked with those guys forever He's probably pushed those buttons a few times Oh my gosh Fuck, it was funny That is, you know what, that is, that's entertaining Yeah, it was great Oh my gosh,
0: Ben threaten to beat up Jack Taylor?
1: I don't think so That was funny too I did <laughs> hear that Jack saw was fucking great today. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out
0: of there. Oh, okay. Hey, well, <laughs> I want to mention the guys with the big green egg. Jeff told you we started the show. We talked about hot sauces and more.com. Hot sauces and more. Look, it's open up seven days a week. Here's the phone number right here 619 482 2468. 619 482 2468. We talked about the big green egg. Look, we made some oh. jokes about it last week with John Butler. Everyone has told me they laughed their asses off. But, fuck, Jeff's right. If you don't know about the Big Green Egg by right now, you're Incredible. cooking the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it was so fun to be out yesterday at the Otai Ranch Mall. And as you made your way around the lot and you're realizing people are cooking pizza, they're making tacos, right, brisket, desserts, everybody cooked everything on the Big Green Egg. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, you can have a burger or a brat. Yeah. Dave, we had all kinds of insane things that were all being cooked. I mean, it's a combination. It's a grill. They were using it as an oven. We told you they were making prime rib, rib, cooking with wood, all kinds of really cool things. And there's no better place to get yours than at Hot Sauces and More. Right now, uh, you can check them out online. The website is www.hotsaucesandmore. And they're right here at 2015 Birch Road in Chula Vista, Right there at the Otay Ranch Town Center Mall. Go on by. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Yeah, so many great things, and especially today when it was about 85 degrees in Carlsbad. Yeah, it was. And you're just sitting there going, God damn, tonight with everything going on, man. There's baseball going on. Stanley Cup's going to Game 7. NBA's going to Game 6. There's no better time to have that summer cookout. And the only way to do it is with a big green egg from our friends at Hot Sauces and More.
0: Absolutely. I also want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams has done a fantastic job as he's paid up and saying, here's the guys who Dave's going to owe money to. Yep. Things looking pretty good for your San Diego Padres and for Dan who loves keeping score. Dan's also your guy for financial advice. I want to thank the people that listen to this podcast that listen to what we say, that Dan is the most important call you're going to make when it comes to making sure your money lasts a lifetime. We have people that listen to this podcast that have taken us up and said, you know what? I've reached out to Dan, 858-688-6813 is his number, 858-688-6813 is Dan's number. Look, you got to make that money last. People are living longer and longer. Are you invested in the right things? Do you understand what you're doing with your home, with your mortgage? Dan Williams is the person to talk to.
1: Out to dinner tonight talking to friends about the pressure of buying a home and then making that payment month in and month out. That's why Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, is absolutely crucial. It's the cornerstone of his practice because it's going to help you incorporate your personalized mortgage plan into your overall financial plan. And I can't say that enough. The overall financial plan is so big, but number one is the mortgage. So how do you balance it all, right? I mean, Dave, I'm looking just this month. No shit. In the last three weeks, attorney bills. Yep. Car insurance that you got to pay for six months, right? Braces come up. God damn, something else just came up. That Massages
0: you at El- on Elkhone Boulevard?
1: Not enough, unfortunately. My apologies to Kitty and Sunshine. But all of a sudden, you're getting all these different bills that come in, and you're like, okay, wait a minute. How do I do it? How do I manage it all? Who gets paid first? What amount of money do they get paid? That's why you need to talk to Dan. You need to talk to Dan so you are out in front of it in each and every month. It's kind of like a Craig Stamen fastball. It comes right down the <laughs> middle and you hit four <laughs> straight of them out. And then eventually Sleepy Andy Green wakes up and comes out and stops the bills. Uh, the website, sandiegolending.us slash Jeff. Not only are you going to get the first book, which is Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. Dan doesn't even know it, but I'm going to make him say, send you the second book for free. Free. Okay. I just said on the show, so now he has to do it. Book number two is how to purchase a home with no down payment. That to me is incredible. For anybody who purchased a home, remember how you had to come up, whether it was five grand, 10 grand, 15, whatever the money is. Dan can help you do it right now with no money down, especially if you're in the military and it's dedicated to people in the military it's their way of giving back. I don't know that every one of us could do it, so you need to call Dan, 858-688-6813. But if you are in the military, Dan can absolutely make that happen for you, 858-688-6813. The rest of us is going to say no. <laughs> Did you fly helicopters? No. All right. Well, we still got to do a down payment, but we'll make it manageable so you can go into that house and love that house.
0: (laughs) Brian Curry is your guy when it comes to real estate as well. Don't forget about Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy to find the perfect home throughout San Diego County. Nobody knows San Diego County better than Brian Curry. He's been doing it more than 20 years, and he's won a lot of awards doing it. He's also your guy for property management. Brian Curry is your guy for property management because nobody wants to manage their own property and deal with all the headaches that come with it. Brian's number, 619 619 251-1588-619-251-1588. 251 1588 619 251 1588.
1: Boy, I'll tell you why a guy like BC is so important. I was out at Petco Park and I went down to Petco Park. and Dave, what I did was I parked up 10th Avenue and I parked up 10th. You know where I parked? Right behind the old ESPN 800 building. Did he really? Yeah, parked there. And as you're walking through and you're going downtown, how many of us have noticed it? But when you're driving, you're paying attention to different things. But I'm looking and I go, okay, here's condos, but then there's condos. Some have the floor-to-ceiling windows. Others seem a little bit more discreet. Now I start looking and go, man, do they have parking? If you live here, do you have parking? Yeah. How? Oh, the other day when my son's running the rock and roll half marathon – looking at one of the buildings down there where I have a very good friend pays 3500 a month. Guess what they hear about 17 times a day? <coughs> the goddamn coaster, the trolley going through. All of that shit that would make me insane. And if you have locked in and you go, well, you know what? I've lived here 30 days. I've made one payment on my condo. I'm only 359 payments away from being paid <laughs> off. And in those 30 days, I've heard the train whistle 111 times a week, mostly at 4 o'clock in the morning when the freight train's going. I think I want to cry. Yeah, you talk to Brian, and he's going to say, what do you want? You know what? I want to live downtown, but I don't want to hear that fucking train all day. He's going to say, great, I've got you covered. Uh, BC's the best, and that's why. He is going to put out the fires that you don't even know have been lit. When you're buying a home, that's why he's my guy and he should be your guy, too. Jeff
0: mentioned a couple of minutes ago, he said how hot it was in Carlsbad. Oh. Today felt like, man, summer is here. They said it's going to be one of the hottest summers of the year, man. If you have a pool and especially a pool from Alan Taylor right. and Taylor made pools, man, you are laughing at everybody today because you have that pool in the backyard that everyone's calling you up and saying, man, hey, can we come on over? because we're miserable right now. Alan Taylor, Taylor TaylorMade Pools. You could have the perfect pool, too. All you have to do is call Alan Taylor. He'll walk you through the process. The dream in your mind is nothing what Alan Taylor, compared to what Alan Taylor has for you. Don't forget the saltwater technology, the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation resort, barbecue, fire pits, you name it. Alan Taylor can do it all. 619-449-4452. 619 619- 449-4452.
1: Happy 31st birthday to the lovely Amy. It's her birthday today yes, over there is. at TaylorMade Pools. I know Alan did her, uh, treated her right today. Jesus Christ. What's hey, the matter? hey, hey. Easy. Clean it up. I was sitting there thinking about anybody who has not put in a TaylorMade pool. And you sit there in the backyard. And that backyard, because we are pretty much in the desert, that backyard is probably covered with dirt and sand and you loves dirt and sand right now in the hot weather, diamond head cobras. They love it. <laughs> Is there such a thing? I think so. And diamond head cobras are known to live in your backyard and have been known to come out in the hot weather. So you know what? You feel good because you're like, ah, I don't really think we need a pool. Well, that's great when you come out tomorrow and that fucking snake has Timmy's leg swallowed up to his shin. Good for you. Dad, dad, dad! Oh shit! You should have put it in a tailor-made pool. Yeah, you should have. But it's not too late. You can do it now. Alan's team will be out there to look fantastic. All you have to do is go to daveandjeffshow.com, click on the sponsor page, and see for yourself. It changes everything, Dave. You no longer have to fight traffic. You no longer have to go out, pay ridiculous fees at these hotels. You can stay right there in the backyard. If the time comes when you're going to sell that house... Your property value is going to be much higher than the mouth breather uh, lives next to (laughs) you.
0: And finally, I want to mention, of course, Kyle Fluger. our website. People talk to us about it all the time. They love the website. It's clean and it's easy to follow. Guess what? Kyle Fluger can make the perfect website for you. All you have to do is call him at 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. going
1: to be great. Kyle will be down here Thursday night getting ready for the show. bunch of new things coming to the website. And we'll be able to announce him as quick as Thursday when we're back here. Fantastic! Have you gone to the fair at all?
0: No, I've not gone to the fair. I, I was, mean, this year or ever. Have you? I've been one time in 30 years.
1: That when we did a show yeah, out there. Yeah. That's the only time you'd been yeah, to the fair.
0: Yeah. You, me, and Vera.
1: You, me, and Vera. Yeah. Remember that? Was that yeah. uh, ESPN 800?
0: Yeah, uh, I think it was. And I think Infield. we went. I think we went in a limousine, didn't we? We might have. Yeah, I think we were high rolling it.
1: Well, that's the only way to go. I was going to go this weekend, and then I found out those snake oil salesmen out there are charging money. I was going to take my kids out to see Smokey Robinson on Saturday night. Cause what are you talking fun- about? You have, to, you have to buy a ticket for the concert. So, usually, to get into the fair, it's like what? Like 10, 12 bucks? Okay. Right? Or 15? I don't give a shit. <laughs> but because my kids have never really gone. Okay. Father's Day weekend, it was one of the things we talked about doing, was going out and, and hanging out, and they love Smokey Robinson. Then I said to friends tonight at dinner, I said, hey, are you going to the fair? They said, nah, it's a fucking show you gotta pay for. They pay like 34 bucks a ticket. Uh, sorry, Smoke, not this time. So now I gotta figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do on Saturday. <laughs> what do you say? Can you get him next time around? How old yeah. is Smokey Robinson? Damn, Dave, I will tell you, um... Well, he's got to be at least in his 70s. I would think he's got to be close to... He has to be pushing 80, right? Yeah, I'm going to say 77.
2: Okay.
0: I'm a, I'm a guess. My so I haven't looked yet. I'm going to say... Uh, I'll go older. I'll go, I'll go 79. Dude, I, he I know is, I didn't do the prices right, 78, but I will tell you, Smokey Robinson... He's
1: unbelievable. We've seen him, and he made the rotation. He came through Del Mar a few times 15, 20 years ago. And now it seems like he's been there the last couple of years. God damn. If you've never seen him, I'm lucky enough that I saw him. It doesn't mean that much to my kids. But if you've never seen him, wow, he is fucking great. How old? I'm trying to fucking
0: find it. Usually whenever you put in his name, something yeah, comes up Wikipedia. Right Dude, yeah, but right now everything that shows up is just Del Mar tickets. Hold on. Ah, uh, shit. Ah, okay. <laughs>
1: shit. I couldn't believe it.
0: If you were hmm. one of these guys, like the Stones or any of these, even Paul McCartney, would you continue to to sit there and tour?
1: Man, I watched a really good documentary on the Stones that's on Netflix called Ole Ole Ole, and it's about them touring Latin America. And I think, Dave, that it may just be a situation where if you don't do it, they may just feel like you whittle away. Yeah. Like, what else am I going to do? The, the, I heard somebody talk about this, and I'd love to give credit <clears throat> More credits due. Yeah. I can't remember who brought this topic up, but I found it fascinating. And they talked about certain bands. The Stones came up. The, the, uh, the Who. Yep. Springsteen and others that at some point, guys that have just been known for making so many hit records, it's like the magic stops. And you look at the Stones, right? You go, what's the last really big impactful song they had? Is it Start Me Up? That's 82. You go, they haven't had a fucking impactful song in going on 30 years. That's amazing. Right? For The Who, I don't know. Are you going to count Eminence Front? Is Eminence Front a hit? That's about the same time, 81, 82. But they continue to put out, I wouldn't say often, but they put out how many... Albums, CDs, yeah. whatever you want to call it, in those 38 years, Springsteen, right? What's the last thing where you go with Springsteen? Where you go, he really moved the needle. I mean, Born oh, in the funny. USA is 84, Dancing yeah. in the Dark is 84. That's
0: yeah, 35 years ago. Uh,
1: right? Yeah. on On all of those. So I just found it really cool where you go, okay, you can look at both those guys, and they go out, McCartney... Shit, Paul McCartney. When's the last thing he had? Ebony and Ivory? Oh,
0: I hate to say it. If you listen to that song now, it's it's horseshit. It's terrible.
1: Right. What's yeah. the last thing, McCartney, where you go, last thing as an ind- band on the run?
0: Say say say.
1: Right? I mean dude. Oh,
0: what a horse shit song. How about Mick Jagger with the uh, getting uh dancing in the streets with David Bowie? Oh. That's horrible.
1: We're not gonna no. We're not getting knocked. Okay, of that.
0: Let me add, Springsteen, overrated? No. I think he's overrated. Uh I think if you're an East Coaster, you gotta love him.
1: He's but you've never seen him.
0: No, I've never seen him. I've seen his music videos. What
1: that the fucking doesn't count. You've seen in uh, <laughs> What's
0: what's the what remember the song Glory Days? Yeah. The best part of that song was the goddamn video. Remember?
1: Yeah, where he was playing baseball. Yeah. How did he yeah.
0: do Nettles got me in the ninth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a Padre fan, uh, you're like, fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> it's the best
0: thing to ever happen in Padre history, right there,
1: dude. There, I just uh, but Dave for those guys, Where well, they have such a laundry list of hits. Like, what happened? Is it is it the Mickey line in Rocky Three where they all got civilized? Yes, exactly right. And they lost the eye of the yeah, tiger. That's it. Yeah, uh, war sucks. <laughs> yeah. Have the foos hit Oh, hey, who's your boy?
0: I'm gonna say you.
1: No, it should oh. be me, but it was a twick. Uh, That's
0: twic. <laughs> all right. I'm all over the place. It's 800 degrees in here, by the way.
1: Trick question. Okay. Our fucking MVP is Bernie Wilson, who dropped a very throwaway note yesterday on Twitter that the Foo Fighters are playing a show at Petco Park on Wednesday night. Now, I think it's for a local company. I, I don't even know who, but local companies can rent out Petco Park. Yeah. And they have their events. And then they've done it for the last couple of years. They've had bands come in and play them. I'm saying you can go because you won't get into the event. You're not part of the convention. But If you're a Foos fan, there are about 15 or 20 different places around the perimeter of Petco Park where you can roll down on a Wednesday night. You can park anywhere. You can hear the whole show. Yeah. It's just like old school San Diego State when bands played. Remember when bands played the open-air amphitheater and you could just sit on the lawn up there? Yeah. Same thing. But when's the last hit the Foos had?
0: That's a good question, too.
1: Isn't that crazy, man? Like some of these bands where you go, yeah. And so, I don't know. I wish I could give you an example of somebody who continues to crank out hits. But, yeah, all of a sudden. But they were just, I I found it really interesting. They were talking about Stone, Springsteen, iconic bands. Uh, The Who and Laundry List just full of hit song after hit song a lot. The Beatles, McCartney, um, a lot of them on the same album. And then it just feels like all of a sudden they just hit that wall.
0: You know, I was in uh, Las Vegas a couple last couple days and I saw T-Mobile Arena. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Two questions for you. You're a Vegas guy. When's the last time you were in Vegas?
1: Um, I was last in Vegas. uh, I think. This is right. To the best of my knowledge, I think it was about one month before we took the gig at 1090. So when's that? Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I haven't been there in seven years. Okay, so T-Mobile Arena, I think, is where Monte Carlo used to be. I think they ripped down the Monte Carlo and put T-Mobile Arena
1: right there. Could be, right?
0: Which is weird, because Monte Carlo wasn't that old of a hotel, but it's gone. T-Mobile Arena seemed really small to me, because I'm used to walking around Staples.
1: Is it on the Tropicana side?
0: No, it's not. It's uh, across the street. It's like next to New York, New York.
1: Oh, it's on that side. Yeah. Oh shit! I was. It's across
0: the street from MGM.
1: Is it it where Planet Hollywood was?
0: No, it's uh, Planet Hollywood uh, Hotel. It's still there. That's still there.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, it's across the street from from that. So it's it goes New York, New York down the street. Okay. Then it goes uh, T-Mobile Arena, MGM something. MGM has one across the way from the big MGM. Oh, wow. Okay. Where's the Lexor? So Lu- right. Luxor is on the other side of New York, New York. On that side okay, of the strip. yeah, got it. So Luxor, Excalibur, New York, New York. Okay. T-Mobile Arena. Oh, that's and anyway, funny. Anyway, it seems small. And it, but I just looked it up. It's said 20,000 seats. I know the hockey team. Everything there is the hockey team. Yeah. I did see Raider license plates. Like, you can order a Nevada license plate that has the Raider logo on it right How now.
1: How far is the stadium looking?
0: It's pretty good. I got a picture on my phone of it, actually, to show you. But it was... It wasn't uh bad. People are really excited about the Raiders coming there, you know. Um the hotel that has taken a, a hit is um Manly Bay. Really? Well it's because of the the whole shooting deal.
1: Oh shit, yeah.
0: You know? And it's uh unfortunately, yeah, the the Manly Bay has, has you know, people all of a sudden, hey, that's not where they wanna be. Um there you go, man, I'll show you a picture right there. So here, here's something Oh, that's cool. Here here's something Steve Mason put out the other day from 710 did you see that thing on the new rams charger football stadium obviously we know it's the Rams stadium yeah the Rams stadium and everybody has seen the overview of it mm-hmm. it shaped just like the rams logo Isn't that cool that was weird i didn't realize yeah. that was the case yeah and when he put in there, i love how somebody jammed put the patriots logo their- well they put the patriots <laughs> logo in there oh yeah it looks like the patriots logo but that was kind of kind of nuts but that, looks, that stadium looks gigantic compared to the Raider one. The Raider one doesn't look that big.
1: No, it, it's different, though, because remember, there's going to be so much Super Bowls, right? I know they'll want to do Super Bowls in Vegas, but that thing's just part of a huge... Like, when I've been up there, and I was just in L.A. a couple of weeks ago and drove by there, Dave, to me, I would have felt like that whole thing would be going up, right? Like, yeah. yes, we have a dedicated crew for the stadium, Then we have a dedicated crew for the theater and everything else. No, man, it feels like, from what I could see, everything right now is about that stadium, and then they will fill in other things as time moves on. I just don't know when they move there. Where the fuck are you going to park? Like, where are you going to park at that stadium? Because that whole thing is going to be built for construct, or is still going to be under construction, for everything else that's coming. You got to get ready for a Super Bowl in 2 years. Yeah. Like there's a lot of shit coming.
0: I tell you what if you're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, that's oh, the place to be. Oh, right? That's the place to be. Anyway, it was uh Vegas always feels like the same. After 2 days you feel beat to Warn shit. Out? You got to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Always feels uh, pretty much the same though, but uh Gaga was in town and you just saw tons of people walking the strip with just their asses hanging out. I guess I have no idea if that's what it is like the, the sequence, like the Barry Manilow sequence, or yeah, or was it was it Rod Rowdy, the one that used to be the announcer on Prices Right?
1: <laughs> I don't think I even mean like
0: yeah. like that and stuff. But then bare asses just hanging out.
1: But isn't she there? Like, isn't she there? Like, they've done that thing now where people are just over in Vegas continuous. Yeah, like. Caesar's Palace used to have Elton John and Rod Stewart yeah. and Cher and yeah Celine um, Dion's
0: there and next week yeah. Jennifer Lopez is coming. It, it, it it's crazy, big time. Max used to be oh. like you'd see who who was the guy that, oh, that almost God, got Rip his Taylor ass. yeah
1: John Biner <laughs> Donna Fargo yes exactly who was the guy that almost
0: got his ass kicked or they were looking to kick his ass when you were there.
1: Oh, uh, Danny Gans yeah Danny Gans. Danny Gans was the dude. Siegfried and Roy? Yeah. How'd that work out? (laughs) Um, Wayne Newton, right? Wayne Newton was like the one guy. Wayne Newton and Elvis way back before our time. But those were the dudes that would have those exclusives. Yeah. Where you remember. But then they were just rotating guys through all the time. Yeah. But you don't really have anybody like that anymore. That's why you go big. Well, what do you think a ticket to Gaga goes for? How much? Fifteen hundred dollars. Shut the fuck up.
0: I know because I know somebody that went. I'm telling you, had a friend of mine went.
1: That's what they paid.
0: Fifteen hundred bucks.
1: Secondary market for that? I can't imagine so the hotels they, charging that
0: much. No, no, I don't. I don't know how they got their tickets. Uh, wow. But yeah, fifteen hundred dollars, and it, and then someone said paid. So they paid twenty four hundred, and said it was so great they paid another twenty four hundred to go back again.
1: I just, uh, it's, it's a thing that I always love, I'm fascinated by, which is what's the highest price you've ever paid to get into an event? My buddy and I, just remember, my buddy Ben and I, he may have paid a little bit more. I paid 400 cash for a ticket to the second Leonard Duran fight, which is, what's the date today? Today's June 10th. June 10th, so Wednesday, holy shit, Wednesday will be the 20th anniversary of that. June 12th, 1989, 400 30th bucks. anniversary. Oh, yeah. God damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is crazy. Yeah, it just shows you, Dave. Like, we had disposable, 400 bucks, disposable income. Yeah. Like, it was nothing at that point where we just went over and laid it out and went and Leonard Hearns. Fucking had a great time. Had no remorse about it. And then that goddamn O.J. ruined it. Because <laughs> whatever year that was, probably about five years later, I think. Yeah. I think it was 94. Yes, it was. That uh, that O.J. fucking whacked Nicole and Ron on June 12th. Yeah. Ruined the day. You're Absolutely right. Goddamn. So that's what, 25 years?
0: Yeah. 25 years ago. Wow. Damn. It went for fast for everybody except for O.J right Yep.
1: all right uh hold on then-
0: whoa, whoa whoa i got got a son of a bitch i'm watching the, we're watching the angel dodger game okay mike mike, trout. mike, mike trout's up. you have a runner on run first okay you have mike trout up to bat dodgers are winning by two this is where you say you don't let the big bat beat you. right don't you sit there and just say fuck it we'll put him on yeah i mean i understand you're putting a guy in scoring position but still that's just one guy you're gonna pitch to mike trout of course two run home run it's just it's one of those like why why yeah. would you do that Um, the guy makes over four hundred million dollars for a fucking reason. It doesn't make any sense to me. Let me play a quick game with you because I know Smokey Robinson's age. All right, who is older, Wayne Newton or Smokey Robinson?
1: Oh, hmm. Hmm. Now, did you verify this tonight, or are you just absolutely? No, no, I know. Uh, I'm gonna say Smokey's older. He is. I'm gonna say, but only by one year. Two years. Smokey, 79, well, Wayne Newton, I How did you know he was
0: 79? I just told you. I didn't, you didn't guess 79 a second ago. No, but I was just thinking when yeah. you said that. Yeah.
1: 79, 77 for That's Wayne correct. Newton? That's correct, absolutely. 79 years old.
0: Okay, here's another question for you. How okay. much is Wayne Newton worth? Shit. <laughs> Leisure Dude. fire hates this shit. Go ahead. Why? I don't know. He always says every time I bring this up, he always says the first thing I do is look up how much somebody's worth.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know how much leisure's worth. Dollar sixty nine. And a transfer. <laughs> Two transfers. <laughs> and an empty bean and cheese burrito wrapper.
0: Did he hear him say he doesn't want any bullshit? Like like it's better be a good podcast. He doesn't want a shitty one. Fucking guy.
1: Uh Wayne Newton is worth I'm gonna say less than we would have expected. I'm gonna say Wayne Newton's worth a hundred million dollars. God dang, dude, that's pretty good.
0: One hundred and twenty million dollars. Whoa. Yeah. How about that?
1: You would think more, though, right? I don't know. Dude, he was the guy.
0: I know. I don't understand it. It's one of those guys. I never understood Tom Jones, either. Yeah. Why did people love Tom Jones?
1: Entertainer. Yeah. But I guess when you went to Vegas, from people that saw him, they would say Wayne Newton played, like, 20 different instruments, right? Yeah. So, in, like, the 70s and the 80s, that would be a big deal. Yeah. And he was that guy. Fuck, I, I... I'd rather admit to a crime I didn't commit than have to sit through two hours of that, right?
0: Okay, how old is Tom Jones?
1: Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) Then I'll let you go. Uh,
1: I'm going to say Tom Jones is going to split the difference, and he's going to come in at 78.
0: 79.
1: 79.
0: Just turned 79 three days ago.
1: Damn. Well, another guy. I think I don't know all these guys. It feels like have played the Del Mar Fair at one point or another, but whatever. Here's
0: a, here's or a, something weird on on Tom Jones. I okay. had no idea Tom Jones was married. Like you know, Tom Jones is know the stories about the women and yeah. throwing the underwear. Tom Jones was married for fifty nine years.
1: Is that right? Yeah,
0: his wife died uh, in twenty sixteen.
1: Oh, that's kind of a drag.
0: Yeah. How about that shit? It says he got married when he was seventeen.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of tail to turn down.
1: Dude. Yeah, that guy living in London for a year when I did, he was still kind of making appearances, doing his thing. Fuck, they love him over there. I think they love that guy everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, I think they do. Tom doesn't take any bullshit. Tom would beat up John <laughs> Browner too. <laughs> what happened? What happened if Kyle Lowry went to the crowd
0: and hit Tom Jones? Tom would beat the fuck out of him.
1: Tom would beat him up. And then Br would just beat up uh, Johnny Browning for mouthing off. All right, we'll be back Thursday. Uh, have a great week. Enjoy the NHL game seven. Uh, will be Wednesday night. Who you picking? I'm taking Boston because John Ham shaved his playoff beard. And then the St. Louis Post Dispatch. I love that story oh that gosh. Stevie Woods had today. That the St. Louis Post Dispatch ran the congratulatory ad before the game had been played. Man. Fuck! You cannot mess with superstition. I'll take Boston. As much as I hate everything Boston, I think they win it.
0: All right, I'll go opposite. I'll go with
1: the Blues. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you back here Thursday night. Have a great night.